Welcome to another episode of Calm Talks. Today's topic is all going to be about finding your why. Now, this is quite a critical topic for anyone to be listening into because it really starts uh, a lot of your journey itself and kind of irons out maybe some of the details which will get you on your path so you can start being more intentional on a daily basis. So we're going to break this down in detail. And let me ask you first, what does that really mean to you to find your why? Great question. And I think that's one of the most important questions really that we have amongst ourselves normally day to day. So when you ask me, um, what does that really mean? For me, it means what is my purpose? What gets me out of bed in the morning? What makes me tick? What motivates me? What gives me that desire to get up and go get life? When you ask me, what is my why? Really, that translates to why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you getting out of bed every morning? Why are you motivated to do it? What is the driving factor that pushes you on every day? For me, that really is what finding your why. I think I think what you said re- really hits, right? Like it's your purpose. It's figuring out that if you can wake up every day, know what your purpose is and is going to drive you to complete the task that you have, every responsibility that you have, fulfill that. At the core, every human being needs to have a purpose. We all strive for this. And I think it really does break down to building that purpose for yourself, but also having a bit of clarity into what your own vision is. I think there might be many days where you might feel lost and having clarity on what your why is just gives you that drive to push through, to pull through even difficult and challenging moments. I think that's usually how that breaks down as well. Truthfully, I think many people, I I don't think it's quite uncommon if you don't know what your why is. I think that's actually probably quite common that a person may not have figured that out yet because it's difficult. It's not quite easy and straightforward to have all of that figured out. And I, I think it's a big factor in what motivates you. If you actually know what your why is, I think it's one of the best motivators that you can have because you not only need, you need a couple of things to be successful in life. Uh, Discipline is obviously a very important one. We know the uh, how critical that is. But having um, some motivating factor for you is intertwined with your discipline as well. If you know what your why is, you, you will be motivated to stay disciplined, stay on your path and avoid any type of deviation and distractions that might be coming from you, coming at you in your life as well. So I guess I'll ask you first then about finding your why. How have you found your why or have you found your why? And if so, can you just sort of give us a bit of a detailed a description of how you did it? Uh, it's definitely been a journey. I would say my why, I probably struggled with it probably for most of my life. I think I lived a pretty up and down life where I didn't have a lot of clarity. And I would say that up until I was in my early 20s, I really didn't have any purpose, genuinely. I was kind of just going with the motions, going with the flow and making the best out of every day. It was extremely fun. I was having the best memory, creating the best memories, having the best time with good friends of mine. And I remember it was the summer of 2016 where I just graduated and I was having a blast of a summer. I was traveling um, with one of my best best friends and we were just going out. We were at festivals. We were in Vegas. We were making road trips, hiking. We were doing it all. 
And when I came back, actually, what had happened was that, un- unfortunately, that summer, my father passed away. And when that happened, um, so, uh, all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, I ha- I had was gifted a responsibility. And that was my mom and my two sisters. Now, all of a sudden, they were relying on me. My father didn't really leave much behind. And a lot, he never even had a will. And there was suddenly this, I suppose, there was a responsibility that was bestowed upon me. Now, the reason I say that it was gifted to me is because as much as it hurt, it was something I needed. I think in in a blink of an eye, I became from a boy, I became a man in just that one day. And all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, I had a purpose. I found the purpose within under, uh, within my family that I have to keep a roof over their heads. And of course, it was for myself as well, but having the responsibility of others, suddenly the game changed for me. I think um, you said it was bestowed upon you, right? And I guess in this instance, you didn't find your why. It kind of found you. Absolutely. It, it landed on me, I would say. It wasn't something I had chosen. It was my responsibility. It was my duty to take care of my family. And actually, a few years later, I found my second why, I would say, which was more so my own, which was trying to impact the world in a positive way. And I got into mentoring. I started mentoring a kid in high school who's who's had an extremely tough life in his own right. And um, I mean, some of the stories he's been through, he grew up in New York and has seen more violence than a regular 15, 16-year-old. But I found a lot of actually peace in that, being able to give back to someone. Not that I think that I'm maybe the perfect example for any human being, but I do think that I try to be a, a better version of myself every day and be as best of an example I can be. I made several mistakes, I'll make several more, but I just try to learn from them and be better. And my philosophy was that I can try to give back to someone who's 15 years old, who doesn't have someone else to look up to because his parents are separated, doesn't really have a male role model uh, to emulate and start mentoring him. And I'm still in touch with with him to this day. And I think that was my second why, is to actually not even focus on what um, what is, I suppose, something that's temporary in nature, but some purpose which I can just give endlessly because we can always give more and more. I think that's a fantastic point, right? Finding a mindset to tie yourself to, to give you that purpose. is something that is less able to be fleeting. You've tied yourself quite clearly to a mindset of providing value and insight, introspection to others in the way that you can to help them in their journey. So let me ask you the same question back to you. Have you found your why? And what what does that look like for you? I actually have a somewhat of a similar story to you. As you know, I grew up in a very violent neighborhood. I've seen people get, well, I've not seen people get killed, but you know, on the way to school, I'd see the murder scene outside my house, literally outside my house, like the yellow tent. I don't know if you know what that looks like. But what does that look like for the listeners at home? Yeah, especially? So, so basically like when someone's killed, right? Like there was a yellow tent put up. Effectively it was 
covering the, the crime scene. Oh, wow. Right? So they would protect the scene there because somebody literally, literally died outside, my, was actually was murdered outside my house, right? And that was a commonplace growing up. I could tell many million stories here, but I guess the purpose of your question, right, is have I found my why? And growing up, it was obviously difficult because, um, because to this point, it was just challenging even walking to school, right? And I could recognize that very young, but it was also mixed with my father and my mother breaking up, living in this hard, very quite tough neighborhood and not really having any one to step in. Luckily, I had my uncle to step in. I know we've covered that as well, but he was effectively my, effectively my father figure growing up. So kind of similar to your story, when he passed away, this responsibility was bestowed upon me too. My father's not around. My father figure has passed. And my grandfather also, he was around, but he was preoccupied with gambling and things like that. So he wasn't always as present as he could be. So I also felt a responsibility to help my family get out of the situation we were in. The area is bad. I mean, imagine your mother's going to get groceries and you're a kid wondering if she'll come home. That's what things are going through my mind as a, as a child or as a very, very young man. So I took the responsibility on myself, basically really young, to change that situation. I didn't want that to happen. Now, of course, it was difficult. And my, you know, not having my father around, my father figure passing away, etc., being in this area. But to your point, it was very bittersweet because even though they were sad, it gave me that purpose. I now had a reason. So I think there's there's many ways to, to find your why. Sometimes it'll find you. Other times you have to find it yourself. And I think it also evolves. And I think that every goal that you create thrives on what that why is because that's what gives it the drive the purpose for you to have clarity as to not only is this goal that i have focused on but why is it a goal for me and that reason better be a strong one it has to be bigger than yourself and it has to be aligned with your entire value system and the bigger picture or whatever you're trying to accomplish in life it, there, there's so much to even think about over here in terms of how to find your why. The first example that we had, I mean, what we share in common, I suppose, is and that we were had a responsibility for our family. Friedrich Nietzsche actually had this concept about the importance for a boy to become a man. Uh, it is imperative for the, for the father to die. Now, this concept that he talks about is, I think, extremely poignant in terms of for any any man they need that bond for the father to sort of break away because the father is always going to be i suppose a cushion they'll have some a fallback plan always um the father is responsible for you you can always defer to them and if you have that frankly any to anyone's listening you're blessed you're blessed with that and for those who may have Lost, the lost their father. That's where you really become a man. Now, the death of the father doesn't have to be literal. It could be metaphorical. But it's, it's either that the father dies literally or metaphorically. A metaphorical death is more so along the lines of maybe the father's not in the picture anymore or the father is someone 
who doesn't hold that authority on you anymore. And that's what is really quite important for you to mature and evolve from a young young boy to really a man. And I think that's a that's a guiding principle that I have. And I think that to anyone listening as well, pay attention to that dynamic as well. It's certainly something that Ant and I shared in our stories as well into finding our why, or rather when our why found us, was a literal or metaphorical death of a father. I think you made a good point here, a really, really strong point, that once you find your why, it needs to be bigger than you. Because without having a why bigger than you, you may lose focus. In both our cases, our initial why was bestowed upon us, and it was bigger than us. It was about the health, the safety, the security of the people that we love, that raised us, our siblings, etc. That was enough to push myself harder and harder and harder. And it gave me the drive to keep going because the purpose was bigger than me. I think the bigger your why is, the more it'll motivate you on a daily basis. I mean, because when my father passed away, I actually didn't even have a job lined up. As I said, I mean, I, I don't see this with any sort of pride at all, but I completely lack direction and, and, and purpose. And this is a portion of my life where I simply did not have the clarity as to where I'm heading. And once my father passed away, I suddenly was given a purpose, which frankly, I wasn't even ready for. I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't have a job lined up. Uh, I just come back from a music festival. I was all of a sudden, now I have to take care of my mother and my two sisters. There's no preparation which could have set me up over there. But I knew at that point that this was, and this may sound funny to some who might be listening at home, but I knew even in that point when our father passed away that I'm going to be stronger from this because I backed myself. I backed myself in every situation. And even in that one, I knew that this is the the most painful experience I've had thus far, but this was a necessary experience. You know, talking about motivating factors, right? What you said just evoked a really strong memory for me. And this happened when I was young, right? It's when my father left, right? Or when my mother and father decided not to be together. You know, I'm not going to go into, you know, who who left who, right? But this is what happened. I remember I was very young, maybe six, seven. And I remember this. I I was sitting at the top of the land of the stairs, right? On the, on the first floor, right? Because I wanted one of my parents to tie my shoelaces, and I could, and I, was, I could see my mum's the the bedroom door ajar, right? So I could see them arguing in there. And my dad stormed out of the room, and he stormed past me. You know, when he ran downstairs, um, because my mum had thrown some of his clothes out, and he stormed back upstairs. And then I saw that he was putting his clothes in a like a bin liner or a bin bag, and then he he took them again, ran past me. He opened the front door and he got in the car and he drove away. And I, and I, and I was young and I remember watching the car and I ran down the road after it. And obviously I can't catch the car. And I came back and I remember 
we went back upstairs and we sat on the landing. My mum sat cross-legged, my sister on one knee, me on the other knee. We all cried and she rocked us back and forth and said, it's going to be okay. And I remember feeling and thinking, no, it's not. And I knew from then, when I was that young, I need to fix up. It's only when later it happened in life, six, seven, eight years later, my uncle passed and I've realized that again, I need to fix up. I need to have that mission, that purpose. And it was always a bigger factor than me to help my mom, to help with the family, basically. And that was always, always bigger than me. And now today, I ask myself again, why is, is my why big enough? And for me, the answer is yes, again, because I strongly believe that the discussions we have can help other people on their journey to a life of calm, a life of being peaceful, being present, being centered, being balanced. I think that's, I, th I think that's actually quite beautiful. I mean, thanks for sharing the story as well. All we can control is try to put a message out there, right? I think that the idea is to try to change the world just one person at a time. Even if one person listens to us chatting and can figure out their why, I think that's a massive win. So thinking about also how anyone listening can find their why. As you've heard from Ant and I, there's, there's many ways that you can kind of come across figuring out what your why is. This has to be something specific to you. And a concept which was taught to me by a very, very close friend of mine, a childhood friend of mine, a Japanese concept called Ikigai, is what really helped me actually try to get closer to figuring out my why. And I'll be the first one to say, it didn't come to me overnight. It took me months, maybe even years to actually realize what my why was. And the Japanese concept of Ikigai loosely translates in English to is your purpose that you're alive, your purpose of being. And is the intersection of four components. It's what you love, what you're good at, what your vocation is, and um, what you could be paid for. So if you can find that, that intersection, that's where what your purpose in life is because it's quite specific to you. And my sort of philosophy is almost to start with the things you love and explore that. It's going to be different for everyone, but start with what you love because you'll have a passion for it. You can get better at it. You can become good at it. And you can also figure out if there is a demand for it in the world where you can provide value to others. And then ultimately, you could, would be able to monetize it as well. But the concept, what that, if I could summarize that, is if you figure out your purpose of your being, that intersection of those four will build a harmonious life for you. Because not only will your soul be fulfilled, but so will your bank account <laughs> because you can make money off of it. You know, when people ask me, how do I find my why? Ikigai is a fantastic concept. But I often say to people, if you can't find what you, your why and you don't know what you love, which is one of the first concepts of Ikigai, rather than even think about that, ask the people in your life what you bring to them, right? Because 
if you ask the people that you value what they value in you, that's a good proxy for the value you give out into the world. If you're somebody that people refer to as the hiking guy or the family guy, or maybe it's, you know, the person that is really wholesome and they're really spiritual. If you're that person to other people, that is a good proxy for the value that you have in the world and most likely the thing that you actually love. And when you break it down, you might be doing these things and you might be doing loads of things in your life. You might be going grocery shopping. You might be looking after your family. You might be planning a holiday. But in a weird way, a lot of things you're doing are probably centered around that value you're giving out to the world already. The thing that the other people know you for. So if you're struggling and things like Ikigai could be difficult concepts, then just ask the people that you value, what value you bring to them. I think what I'm really hearing is that start eliciting feedback from the people around you, who people who are closest to you, that know you. Because that's a great way for anyone to improve. Even if you think about any business that's running, they they thrive on the feedback that they're receiving. And any successful business today will tell you that that feedback is actually a great measure for them to constantly keep improving. This is across the board what would be applicable to any business and any individual human being as well. So start listening that feedback. And more importantly, stop paying attention. Be What this really comes down to is, to is for you to build awareness as to who you are. This kind of ties together to not only what your value system is, but also just having the awareness for who you are, who you're perceived as. And I'll also say this. If people perceive you as a certain person, Let's say it's the, it's, it's the funny guy at the office, right, as an example. I mean, first of all, I'd say that you should listen to that feedback. But you're not defined by that. You also have the, you have the opportunity to pay attention to it, that this is how you're being perceived. And you have also the power to reinvent yourself as to what you would actually want to do. So... That's a great, I think I completely agree with that. That's, that's a fantastic starting point for you to understand where you stand today and how the world views you. So we covered a lot today, and about finding your why and why that's really important for you to have purpose in your life. Now, remember, your why must be bigger than you so that it drives you and motivates you constantly. And... There's many ways that you can actually find out what your why is. It could be bestowed upon you, depending on how your life plays out, or you have to be quite more intentional in figuring out what that why is. Now, we've explained the concept of Ikigai, which may help you figure out the intersection of all those four components, which will be your purpose for why you're on this planet. If that's not where you want to start, there's also the ability to gather feedback from all the people in your life that you value. Start with your why and everything else will follow after. Thank you for listening to another episode of Calm Talks. And just as a reminder, if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Calm Talks and join our mailing list by visiting our website at calmtalks.com. 
And as always, stay calm. Thank you.